0: 290 bucks per patient per quarter. Do the math on that. Would you like to add that to your uh, bottom line? Of course, you would. It's rhetorical, people. Uh, that's what you can do with this new thing called remote therapeutic monitoring. But it sounds confusing. And what do I need to get to do it? And it's going to be a lot of headaches. Well, somebody made it easy. And that someone is Physiotech. Find them online at physiotech.ca. That's physiotec.ca. And kickstart RTM at your practice. Today. And wouldn't it be fun to be able to integrate these things together? Like if your EHR was actually super integrated? Well, revolutionize your practice with an all in one outpatient PT EMR. That's integration of patient portals, marketing automations, and billing at an unbelievable value that you deserve. Plus, switching over is a breeze. I'm talking about MW therapy. Find them online. Take a quick test drive at MWtherapy.com. While we're talking test drives, where are you going? Where's your career taking you, literally and figuratively, but really literally? Embark on extraordinary patient care adventures with Jackson Therapy Partners. Their website is jacksontherapy.com, perfect for PTs eager to make their mark. Discover where your skills can take you at jacksontherapy.com dot com uh returning guests are always fun it means they had fun the first time or second time or i don't know maybe fourth or fifth time she's coming back an amazing pt somebody who is brave enough to say yeah i'll jump on your podcast when i had like 10 or 12 episodes in really didn't know what i was doing Uh, i think she does that or she did that and she can you continues to do that because she's an educator and she's someone who's just really passionate about all the things that she's researching and studying and publishing on and talking and educating about and i'm talking about becky bliss she is got kind of her hands in everything she's all over the place every time you turn around in concussion her name just happens to pop up so we'll check in and really give you six things that every pt needs to know or should know about concussion with becky and she makes it nice and easy and dare i say even fun to understand so without further ado becky bliss on the show You'll be pleasantly surprised because it's just we've got some, we've amped it up a little bit. Of course, I bring this special okay. effects. Are you ready? All right. Let's do this thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Uh, today, joined by an amazing physical therapist and overall just fantastic human being with uh, over two decades of experience in concussion rehabilitation as a member of the APTA concussion CPG revision task force. Program Corner at University of Missouri, plus more things we're going to talk about. Uh, she's the forefront of revolutionizing how we approach concussion care and education, too. Uh, she's here to share groundbreaking insights. Becky, prepare. You need, I need to see, hear some groundbreaking uh, that are reshaping the field. Welcome back to the show, Becky Bliss. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. It's exciting. I thought um, it was. Very fitting. You put something on Twitter about was, um, our cute little like how long ago? I, was, I almost thought you were going to put the National Student Conclave picture on there.
0: I would have to look for that one because
1: I have that one, so I should share that.
0: That one because that was 2015, I think. The picture I shared was 2016. That was when I was like a 30- third. was
1: 2015 in the random bar in Omaha, Nebraska. Correct.
0: It was. Uh, wow, 2015. That was eight. I started this little ridiculous idea eight years ago Mm -hmm. look at what could go wrong
1: and it was i was so nervous shaking in my boots because you had shirley Sauerman on the episode before me and i was like i can't like she's such a like i can't follow her who am i we
0: recorded yours in a bar though because i walked in and i was carrying i mean this just shows where like content creation and like gadgets have gone i was carrying essentially a deck a desktop microphone the size of like like a loaf of bread and a laptop i had directly wired into a laptop now like i could do it with like a pen like you could just record on a pen now but that was that was (laughs) ago. like we are light years beyond that it's just it's pretty crazy
1: oh yeah it is kind of funny and like you know you and i were just talking about like different microphones and different and like now i actually think about this right as i do flip content and pre-record for even my ceu company or even like best education no student wants to listen to passive lecture in a classroom anymore like they want it to be active and engaging and related to clinics so i do a lot of pre-recording you know what i mean for flip content super short and i do it in my home so there could be like a dog or a cat or a child
0: <laughs> we actually have a rule on the show since you've come there's a new rule if a dog or a baby appears on camera you have to introduce the dog or the baby cats you can it's optional but dogs are mandatory
1: oh well I've got the door closed right. otherwise I was just in a teams meeting right with my new like co-workers and we're teams meeting and all of a sudden like Steve stops and he's like. Becky, hold on. Was that three dogs parading behind you? And I was like, yes, but then get this, this is the PT spin of it. Was one of them had a little bit of a gait abnormality? (laughs) I was like, only a PT would recognize the gait abnormality in the dog. And he was right. So it's awesome. You know, it just, it adds that personal piece. When there's so much remote work and different things, it adds in the personal. Do
0: you remember like back in like 2019, where if some if somebody like made a noise or something on a, on a remote meeting, it was like you'd apologize or you'd mute. Now it's like you just roll with it. Like I, when I used to record like remote episodes, it was and now we do video, but we never did video before. And if there was a noise, if it was like something like in the background, you'd like
1: to be quiet oh my gosh!
0: now people are just used to like stuff's happening we have we don't really care where that person is where that person's recording from like we're we're as a collective society we're over it
1: well it's almost like um and I think auditory processing I almost think because of the you know post pandemic stuff and we're used to the remote stuff do we just tune it out yeah, I, do we just become immune to it because oh, we're used to
0: so it? yes so I didn't think we would take this direction mm-hmm. so I heard you know every 10 minutes and sort of what I do or what I dip my toe in is like, you know, attention spans are shrinking. And I'm like, you mean to tell me human evolution has sped up or is it increased choices? Like you realize that there are pretty decent or maybe better options. So as an educator, you're like, I'm going to make sure this is engaging. No fat. Right. So like, I can't spend four minutes on the intro of this episode and spoiler alert for those aspiring podcasters. I record the intro for the episode at the end of the episode. Once Becky and I are like, hey, that was great. Whoa, high five, virtual high five. I then, when she hangs up, I record the intro because I wanna be in the same vibe and energy. If I record it tomorrow, I'm not gonna be in that vibe. I'm gonna forget like one or two little nuggets. I'll be wearing a different shirt, right? Like for the video part. So we think about these things, but like, so I don't know if it's we have shorter attention spans or if we have more choices.
1: Right, and then of course you've always got the like instant reward. Correct. Right. That's um, so, and that we're and interesting. So, I'm reading a new book. Every time we talk, I feel like I'm reading this amazing book that I can share.
0: I feel like you read a lot of books, though.
1: Yes. Okay. So, it's called, it's the new Adam Grant book, Hidden Potential. Okay.
0: I, I'm, i that's on my, in my, in my, in my, or my cart or whatever. Amazon.
1: Right. And it literally talks about the, like, you know, oh, it's all about grit. It's all about this. Uh, is it, or is it about the like foundation that is laid? And he, rec- he literally goes back to, um, look longitudinally across the educational systems and it goes down to even earnings when people are done like in their life careers are higher depending on who their kindergarten teachers were and the goal and the qualities and characteristics that were fostered right pro-social so you can be social determination being willing to struggle and do uncertainties and not feel like a failure so you talk about mindset right there's all these things um But he also, it's called, oh, it's something monkey. And I've even got my thing. I should pull it up. It's like instant gratification monkey that people are drawn to because there's so many things and so many choices. So is this the easier route? Okay, I'm going to choose that because something else might make me struggle. And it's all of those choices of different things that like we have to compete against.
0: Correct. So For today's
1: society and generation, right? As educators or as knowledge sharers.
0: Now I need to read that because this is what was beaten into me when I was a radio broadcaster, right? So I wasn't a morning guy, I was an afternoon guy, which meant I had some I had some latitude, right? But a morning show is very heavy talk, they'll play four or five songs an hour. Afternoon guy, you're playing 12 to 16 songs an hour, right? So like, it's go, go, go. So it was beaten into me, like, if you have something good to say of value, my boss would say, say it. And then get to the next song but like don't beat around the bo- don't go around the block twice was my boss's famous saying like you need to get to it because on the other end of that speaker we can't see them but we're assuming they're doing the math on Do I hang out and listen to this guy hit the punch out of that joke a third time? It's it's gonna it's it's already as funny as it's gonna be. It Ain't gonna be funny of a third time. Or he would say, "Listen, if you have something funny to say, say it." Then shut up and play some Pearl Jam because that's what they're there for. They're for they're there for this mix of things. So that sort of jives with my lived experience as a as a. I know it's
1: interesting. I just pulled it. It said um, success is based on who taught kindergarten when they do longitudinal studies, and then they survey teachers when these individuals are in fourth and eighth grade, and basically. The people that had, that's kindergarten teachers that um, established proactive, self-directed and curiosity, pro-social ability to get along with your peers. (laughs) That's a big one. (laughs) Disciplined, effectively pay attention when needed and determination, um, take on challenging problems and persist in the face of obstacles, which is grit and resilience, right? So it's all of those that then are ranked higher right? And then they actually have higher earning potential later on in life. So so
0: ah! I was not prepared for this. I cannot remember my, so does it nursery school count too, if that was the first one I went to or whatever? Like, yeah, okay. So I don't remember my nursery school teacher's name, but I remember a couple of years ago, my mom was talking about her. She's like, do you remember? And I was like, yeah, I do. I remember like lots of hair. And I remember she was always like on the floor and she goes, do you remember anything else? And I was like, not really and she said she had cp and she used those crutches she was like your it was loft strand crutches so she would intimidate and scare a lot of kids if she walked around because you know there's a couple extra limbs but she spent and i'm like oh yeah she spent 90 percent of her day on her stomach or roll it like on the floor with the kids so like i don't know this feels like this jibes because she was like in our it was like this adult who's always above you was like nope I can't do that. I have to be like on your level. So I remember that about her. It was like, she was fun. Yeah. Like why? And I was like, I don't know. She's like, cause she was in your face and she was like on your level and she was down there with you. And I was like, huh, maybe that, and now you're saying this, maybe that did something for me.
1: I know it's funny. You talk about that and that's, you know, being a neuro PT. I've never like all my patients who come in in wheelchairs or can't stand up. Like I am so overly conscious of that. The first thing I do is go to my, you know, like go into tall kneeling myself or find a stool. Yep. So but it does. There's this human connectivity nice. and approachability when you take that like a little bit of power out of that. You know? So no, it is. It's so fun. But this book is so good. And wow. it's all about coaching and fostering. And like think about this while you were in school or even like before you were in school, like, am I good enough? Am I not like, you know, yeah. always been, like, what are we judging our students on? And sometimes like, you know, they have to get out of that undergrad mindset into like, this is your profession. you're meant to struggle. You learn more through struggles and mistakes in yeah. the safe learning environment. Um, and it's not about grades anymore, right? Um, and how do we, and then like, you know, sometimes as, as faculty, you're like, oh, they failed this test. It's not, they're not gonna be a good PT. Well, that doesn't mean diddly, right? I don't want to use any body words. Um, But it doesn't mean anything because like one exam score of a cognitive test does not define you who you are as a clinician, or your clinical skills. Right. And so it is so great. And I'm just listening as I'm getting ready to take on a new role. um, You know, and I'm just like, Oh, my gosh, this is it. This is the bread and butter. This is the like, you know, how do we take the kids that are, you know, maybe don't have some of these skills and foster it to get them because of this hidden potential that just has to be recognized by our constraints of our educational system
0: wasn't i forget the name of the type of education but sky donovan was talking about this new paradigm that was talked about at elc where the
1: competency-based education right and the seven domains so there's all these domains And it's, um, and I love it. Jean Timmer, is it Timmerman or Timmerberg? She's wonderful. She's on the big task force to do the Delphi studies. She'd be somebody fun you should have on. So when you ask me that question, that's what I'm going to put. Just about the future of PT education. And I think it would be good to get that disseminated out. But um, the big thing is, is like, your big thing is, you know, it's not about the grades. It's not about this cognitive thing. We need to put these entrustable activities and the levels of supervision that we're okay with these students to have, right? Like if you're not, if I'm not okay with my student at the end of the third year in graduation to treat my family, they need to be decelerated and we need to work on that, right? And so it's levels of entrustment.
0: So competency-based learning essentially, let me describe it and you tell me if I got it right, because I wasn't there, but I just heard it from mm-hmm. from somebody who was there. So there. Yeah. But essentially it's like, you know, you teach, you teach the lesson or you teach a module. And at the end, the goal isn't just be like, all right, at the end, you take a test. Cause that's what we do. We do lesson then test. And then you got a 73. So 73, we're moving on. It's like, no, like what, what was the difference between your 73 and hundred or a 90 let's figure that out before we move on. Cause isn't that the point? Are we just, are we just seeing what you picked up as fast as possible? Or is the goal to actually maybe maybe people will learn different speeds in different ways? and that's hard to do. Right. Listen, I was told I was bad at math my whole life. Maybe I just needed to learn slower but because but Jimmy's smart, he's fast at everything else. Well, fast isn't the point. The point is to yeah. move through it. so,
1: and do you have the essential skills that are deemed what is needed for a PT? Right. So if you're taking an exam, that's foundational knowledge, right? That's cognitive piece. That doesn't mean that you can take that and apply it in a clinical setting. Oh. So what are the benchmarks? What are the thresholds, right? And competency could be multiple things. You can do a pre-assessment. Think about this. Think about a kid that comes in who is, already has their masters in kinesiology. If he sits through biomechanics and kinesiology, he's gonna be what? bored out of his mind right right so how do you make it more learner-centered that maybe there's a pre-assessment in the learning management system like this module opens right and they take it and if they score the threshold that you deem as what you want that to be competent. and for me it's not 73 it's not 74 it's 80 something right and if they're already there their learning pathway opens differently because they may not need all of the basic foundational stuff that they're just going to be click 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 this is boring i already know it yeah So they get a different pathway to get them to the end result versus somebody else who was a radio broadcast major, sorry, um, but who like doesn't have some foundational stuff, they need a different pathway. and so they may that may look different to get to the same endpoint.
0: isn't that how but it's not
1: grades its level of content and what is the threshold that you determine
0: isn't that how the test works like like root like basically the npte it's like well if you answer this we'll give you a harder question this is the books that i used to cheat at in in libraries the choose your adventure it's like you're in the you're in the cave with the dragon do you want to fight the dragon or run it's like if you want to fight the dragon skip to page 93 if you want to run (laughs) I would always just hold my finger in the page and be like, go forward. Be like, no, that didn't look good. Go back. Uh It's too short of venture. It should be. It should be personalized. And what isn't right these days, apps and and things that monitor me personally, it has to adapt. Or, yeah, yeah, I mean, if it doesn't, something will and that thing will win.
1: And what medical education found um, was that when they remove grades, the anxiety of their learners significantly dropped. So then they were more intrinsically motivated to learn for the end result, which was taking care of patients than for the grade.
0: But what will people say now? Because when we tweet about this, people will say all oh, the this is just snowflakes, right? Everybody's just it's just super easy. Now we're just handing out grades and no one has to try it. I used to walk to to and from school, uphill in the snow, both ways, with no shoes across Broken glass. So what does someone say to that, or do we just say we know better now? i don't know like
1: yeah we We know better now and if they're not like at the level of entrustment of no supervision that they would be able to handle a certain situation they're not gonna get forward right Right. like i think that's a better check than the person who's a really good test taker and a really good memorizer who can blow through still get the 4.0 but can't clinically apply yeah so I don't know. I'm I'm very different in my mindset, yeah. um, and I'm like I'll I'll preach at the top of the you know hilltops um, until we do something better because this you and I were talking about this before like we need to better prepare future PT students for today's complex healthcare environment. Yeah, right. I mean, you need to be able to like talk about moral distress and what you might see in acute care that is like against your moral values, and every day is going to cause you know, potential burnout, how do they deal with that? Yes, we know it's gonna happen. Let's not sugarcoat and say everything's gonna be perfect. Right? How do we teach them true, tangible life skills to make things better to just ask questions in an attacking way, but just to make people think about current processes that oh, Maybe we can do this. Or do they have an outlet to share their distresses? Because that's been shown in literature to actually decrease burnout too. Even if you can't do anything about it, if you have a safe environment to actually discuss it, or if somebody's saying you're having a, oh, like my day's going crazy, then somebody say, hey, you know what? I finished up my patient list early. Can I take one of your patients for you today? Just that culture at an organizational level can mitigate. Yeah therapist burnout long-term
0: the other thing is too um you know i've got friends who 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 have kids that are you know eight nine ten twelve fifteen and um somebody's smart and someone in the comments will uh, remind me who said this but they said like the goal of um the goal of of raising kids now really isn't what do you want to do it's kind of what kind of person do you want to be because the job that someone's that kid, that 12 year old right now, because we're at the speed now where stuff is changing. It, it, we can't even call it fast anymore, right? Like AI came out f- yep. like for everybody a couple months ago. And now it's like, well, now we're into this. But the point is like the jobs that the kids who are eight, nine, 10 years old are going to have, they haven't even been thought of yet. Like you no. can't even think of them yet. They're paradigm yep. jumping. Yep. How do you prepare for yep. that? Make a better a, an person.
1: Yeah, I have a freshman at University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Um, and I literally have, ter- I mean, you know, just from parent to coach. Right. Is she like, how is she developing social? All this stuff I just talked about with hidden right. potential. Right. Pro social determination, resilience. Right. Curiosity. And it's been really fun. You know, my I have to admit my freshman. So you were just at Ithaca College. So that's where I graduated hey. from. Um, and my, I had never, you know, in high school, I can memorize, I have photographic memory. I never had to bring anything home to study besides math to actually do it. And my first semester freshman year was PT related content. Right. And that's how they kind of, uh, you know, they just have an attrition rate based on that. And like, I remember my freshman GPA was a 2.75. Wow. Right. And I was on probation and my dad got in the car and came up, but I had to learn how to learn. Right. And apply and do all of that stuff. And now fast forward, you know, however many years, you know, graduate from college and then add my kid. But like here we are 25 years later and I'm having the same conversations of adjustment with her. And it's it's been she's doing much better than me um in her adjustment. And she was quicker. But is it because I you know what I mean? I was there. I don't know. Um, and I knew how to do that in different things, but then I'm like, okay, can she really like, how is this going to go can she do it? Can she not like, are we going to, you know, have anxiety? And then I look at her and she is working as a CNA at the university medical center on a neuro step down, like with patients with trachs and vents and you name it and what she tells me she does at the end of every day and shows compassion and kindness and her empathy towards the situations. I'm like, if she can do that, she can do anything. How great, right? is
0: that? how great does that make you feel?
1: I, like at the end of the day, I'm so, so proud, right? And I'm just like, oh, and she wants to be a PA. So that's why she's doing all these patient care hours. And in high school, she got her CNA license, right? Like, cause we have this huge career center on top of stuff. And like, I'm just like, okay, like if we could adjust to learning how to learn and just getting, you know what I mean? Like time management and organization and all the rest of it, how we can like really shape, but it's more about the person she's becoming. Not defined by like what is her GPA because you're absolutely right because
0: yeah what is your g what is your GPA in undergrad what does that matter now it sort of it sort of does I mean my undergrad GPA I'll say it like almost proudly. I know
1: I just said mine you should say yours that was my oh
0: that was four years I did, I had a two four and everybody's like you're smart and I was like I lived in the college radio station like yes and I and I was like when I was taking like you know these classes that I had to take because I was supposed to be a good student. I was sort of like, well, I'm doing an internship, you know, the Howard Stern show, like I'm doing the thing at the right place. So it's rubber balls and glass balls. I was like, I get it. But in 15, 20 years, what would they say? If it's not going to matter five years from now, don't spend, don't worry about it for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I sort of was applying that, but I get it where my mom was like, what's up with a C? And I'm like, I need you to have faith that like I'm becoming a, a, I'm becoming the person I want to be, but there's no map for that. So you get, and she was like, all right.
1: I know, I know. Aware. My I'm only sure. thing is I'm like, okay, there is a minimum GPA. Yes, yes, for yes. I was Like and I'm like, um, we can always redo some stuff, but that's gonna be more money. And I don't think you're gonna wanna come back and live at home with me for the gap year to get that to work. So yeah, the funny part <laughs>
0: is, you know, then I graduate, you know, I have a radio career, I decided to go back to I decided to go to go back to law school, hated that, business school. Also hated that, and then it was time to do my pre-actual PT school. It was a three nine. Why? Because I wasn't bored, was. and I well, that was yep. that was the primary thing. Like, yeah, it was my money. Everybody's it like, it's your money. You're more invested. I go, yeah, but I wasn't bored. Like, and I saw a reason in taking all of these classes. So there was a there was a means to an end. So I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, do I want to be taking chemistry? I liked physics and anatomy. I didn't like chemistry. Loved bio. I would, I'm like, okay, you need to sacrifice six weekends and really hammer these 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 lessons to pass these tests and get it. So there's the hurdle. Can you overcome it? And that's what it was. I didn't think we'd go this direction. I didn't see this coming. And that's the best. These are the best.
1: I know. I'm like, look at this conversation. It's more life and education and like all that other stuff. It's
0: everything's a talk sh- I mean, that's what my life was. And that's what uh, it sort of becomes. Like everything's sort of like a talk show. Yeah. Uh, no, you- but
1: I mean, it all comes back to clinician and really, I mean, I can people. see this circle to concussion easily people. right
0: alpha it's alpha, people. and omega it's people what do you what are you drinking we usually ask that question about three minutes
1: so i so please don't um judge i I'm was like I can go down and get a seltzer or um i've got to take will so now you know i have laurel who's 18 sid who's 16 and will who is a freshman nice football. Who played football oh yeah like um he is starting sports performance training that's like 30 minutes away and i have to go pick him up so i'm like
0: but what are you drinking out
1: of Oh, I'm, well, I did the bandwagon of the Stanley. Did you hear
0: about that story about the woman in her car?
1: No, I'm drinking water out of a Stanley right now. This
0: is a great story and a marketing lesson and just compassion. So this woman shoots the cell phone video. She, her car, for some reason, I can't remember what it was. Her car catches fire. And she goes back and now it's like 12 hours later, it's the next day and she's shooting the cell phone camera video and she's like, check out my car and everything's torched in the car. And in the cup holder is a Stanley and she picks it up and just shakes it and the ice is still <gasps> frozen, it's still ice. So, oh my God. so she shares the video and of course, everybody's like, that's insane, the car was on fire, The stupid little mug mm-hmm. that everybody's talking about, the Stanley mug, this is amazing. Well, it gets, she tags, somebody's tag. Stanley, like, check this out. The Stanley company sees it. CEO grabs his cell phone, makes a video and goes, hey, listen, you know, whatever her name is, hey, you know, that's so unfortunate. We're glad to see the Stanley hold up. It looks a little burned around the edges though. We're gonna send you a new one and we're gonna buy you a new car. Oh my gosh. So they buy her a new car and everybody's like, this is insane. But how many times was that then shared? Because the story right. was so compelling. So whatever the cost of the car was, it you know, it's, a car is not cheap. They okay. got a hundred x value out of showing compassion. So like, right. You can have compassion, and and, and and again, the only reason is not for financial gain, business, you know, and, and advertising. But it was that when I saw you lift that up before, I was like, oh, that was a great story, and that was just a couple of weeks ago.
1: I had not heard it. Um, What's funny, though, we went um, and spent time in Knoxville because Laurel couldn't come home. She didn't have a week off for Thanksgiving. So we went and rented a cabin all by ourselves. The five of us like, you know, we played board games and trivia pursuit and Scrabble and like everything else. And I had gotten like we were leaving and I had gotten I'm like, I want to take some coffee to go. I put it in a state. I have a different Stanley that has a like lid to snaps because this one will leak if I'm right. And I'm like, let me, do- I've never put coffee in it. It's always been water. Let me put coffee in it and we'll take it when we're leaving to come back. And all the way back, the nine hours, I burnt my mouth every time wow. I drank because it kept it so hot. I'm like, it's nine hours. Yeah. Like, why is this still this hot? Car
0: fire. I mean, it's whatever is in that thing or these, you know, these crazy. So I'll, I'll expect the Stanley Company to send to both of us at least a box of uh, of these new things for us to give away.
1: Something because we I'm, just, Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, uh, first round brought to you by our friends at Owens Recovery Science, a single source for PTs looking for certification in personalized blood flow restriction rehabilitation training. Johnny and his team online, uh, connect with them for the uh, the insight and the the, the know-how and the, uh, the the tools you need to apply properly in clinical practice at owensrecoveryscience.com. Do you remember when I was a PT student and I randomly reached out to you before I think I interviewed you? And I was yeah. writing a paper for my neuro class and I was like, I'm doing a concussion of vestibular. And you were just, you talked to me for an hour you didn't know who I was. You talked to me for an hour, and then you sent me a Google Drive full. You were like, here, just take this and this and this and this and this. And I remember being like, this feels illegal, but like, but it's not. I literally I tweeted out this morning because a, a, a girl had just said something about third year PT school, and she's like, any life hacks? And I was like, here's a life hack. Email if you have a project and you're stumped or you're, or you're not stumped and you're just super amped. Find three experts in your field who are experts in that email them and say, I'm a student, always play the student card, you're paying for it, play it. I'm a student. I see you're an expert in this. I'm writing about this. Don't ask them to write your paper. Just be like where what where's a place or two you would go that you would start now you put the you say like you have them envision where they would be. And that was the greatest life hack I ever I mean, mm-hmm. if this podcast did nothing for me, I didn't I didn't have to really like read books. I just talked to writers and authors and researchers. It was, just, it was the greatest life hack ever.
1: Right? No, and that's my big thing, like for my own personal mission, like I don't need to be, I don't want to be the expert. I want others to translate best evidence to improve the lives of patients who suffer right concussion injuries, what? because I mean, it's just been I mean, let's think about like the, the spectrum and the pendulum of like cocoon therapy and now all the legalities and then CTE question and then like, oh, now there's the new six, you know, six consensus statement and all these new changes and how do we implement it because it's coming so fast but then how do we change our language and actually give these people like hope that you're going to get better it's going to be okay um reassurance and avoid this protracted fear avoidance catastrophes like catastrophizing yeah there's actually a new scale the concussion catastrophizing scale out there um You know, and so like, how do we get it so that these people like truly believe they can recover, and we can decrease the cost? Do you know that we spend more money on mild TBI and concussion in our healthcare systems than moderate to severe?
0: Oh, really? Yup. Why? Because of the length? Because we don't. Because of the
1: like, oh, is this it? Do I still have symptoms? Do I need to go to the? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? Like, instead of like, it is concrete. Here's your MRI, right? You have a severe TBI and here's what, so it's insane that what, you know, the costs and the misinformation and the, um, and this is might be, you know, some, somewhat of it is hysteria of like prolonged, like long-term sequela and like, do I let my kid, like you said, it will play football. My kid plays football. And he will always play football and I will, you know what I mean? Unless he doesn't want to because of, he just doesn't want to. Cause he's six foot 143 pounds. Like <laughs> he's really fast as a, as a wide receiver, but he's only 14. And I know he's like, he's like, mom, you got to practice, take varsity reps this year. And so like, he runs the routes and stuff. And he's like, it just was so demeaning mom. Like I would be going and I'd be running the routes and I'd have to do a block. And the D line would go dink. And I would <laughs> follow over. <And> so, <laughs> but I mean, it's so cute. And I love every aspect of like all of it and what he has learned, like his football coaches have had a part in raising that child and teaching him discipline. And, you know, they have a they have a saying and one of it's like brotherhood. Who's on either side? of? I mean, just the stuff that he has learned. It's been amazing. And despite all of it, like he like kids need to learn that as we were talking about, be good humans. Build character, huh. and that happens with team sports, you know what I mean? Instead of like, yeah, you know, fear of letting them play, and then what do they do? Sit home on TikTok, <laughs> so, <laughs> so. or Fortnite, because the new Fortnite just got released, right? Like, that is
0: was that was, and the new Modern Warfare also came out. All right, sweet. I know
1: I just gave that as homework to two of my um football concussion high school kids that I had. I was like,
0: mean, what Fortnite okay, or Modern Warfare, yes. really? Talk about what, Why? You because you
1: Visual reaction. So one, uh, you know, we're we're kind of getting ahead here, but like new consensus statement, active rehab is key, right? 24 to 48 hours of rest and then integration. And then you can actually let them go into some sub-symptom, right? Issues two to three above before they have to stop. And so, you know, they were both three to four weeks post-injury. They come in, they're both ocular motor reaction time, kind of slow. I'm like, hey, do you play Fortnite? They're like, it's coming out tonight. And I was like, I know, because I have a 14-year-old. And I was like, your homework this weekend is to play. Really? Yes.
0: And how motivating is that? How gamification is that?
1: It's huge. And I'm like, think about this. You have to have full visual. And I, <laughs> my one kid, I was like, so do you play on a computer screen? Do you, what do you play on? Yeah, or a question, PC? And they're question. like, well, I have a gaming monitor, but it's like a you know, 14, 15-inch. I'm like, can you move your system to the big screen? And he was like, oh, Yeah. And his mom's like oh his dad's gonna love this you might need to write a note so he moved his ps4 into the big screen they had like an 85 inch right yeah because what does it do gives full visual field so i've got to pay attention here and then be peripherally aware which is the exact thing they need back on the field so yes i'm the cool therapist because i give my kids fortnite or gaming or something that's homework because it's decision making it's reaction time it's impulse control, right? I mean, think about all these things. The only thing it isn't is putting in the motor, right? Like of what they have to do, but it's getting all the priming it needed so that when they come see me in the clinic, now I can up the game of, okay, now let's do this, like running with a football, paying attention, you know, all the stuff. So yes, I give my kids gaming.
0: Have you dabbled at all in like the Oculus and things like that? Because yeah. I mean, that's not even, that's immersive now. I mean, you're not even talking about peripheral vision. It's No,
1: modern. so in my clinic, I have Burtec CDP Cave Virtual Reality. So they get immersed in CAVE. I've got the Burtec Vision Trainer, which is 2D. So um, they literally can do tasks like reaction time, go no-go sequencing, like um, peripheral awareness with like images and flow. So I can put them in a grocery store and that's 2D. And then I've got the Oculus and they go inside there within like, you know, YouTube 360, Google 360. They could be immersed early to see how they're doing. But then they also, um, it's called React, R-E-A-K-T, and it's all sports performance. They'll do a baseline and then based on their performance, they will then actually like do some training to do that. So like I had a D2 baseball player um, who like, basically got hit 90 mile an hour into his left temporal bone at the plate. So you can imagine going back to hitting, you'd have a little bit of PTSD maybe. So like we actually worked on like a fine motor performance where you'd have to do something and then like quick reaction flying at his head, like and immersed him into that before he took live hits, right? So you've got to think about how do you use it? There's not a ton of transfer, like you can't only train in that, but how do you use that, right? Um, to kind of upweight what's really fun i had a um, d1 soccer athlete these past couple weeks and the athletic trainer came to the visits with her because she didn't have a car so she had to get transported it was the best top of my license amazing collaborative session that i've ever been in my manager was in the office next to me and she kept peeking so when it was all done i was like hey what's up she goes oh my gosh, I was just so jealous of your conversations and what that athletic trainer was adding to because she knew exactly her position, what she needed to do, what did the drills on the field look like? And then I'm in there fine tuning reaction time, postural control reaction time, but then also doing dual tasking. So, I've got her looking at charts like color number, color number, while dribbling a soccer ball for peripheral awareness. And then all of a sudden, Sam, the athletic trainer, comes in and is like, Hey, pass me the ball, like, and quick pass or quick. And I'm like, Holy crap, I never would have added that because I don't know it deep enough. Yeah. It was amazing. You talk about best practice and like collaboration. And like, it was, I'm like, I want this every day.
0: So, your videos on social media are the most mm-hmm. fun and weird because they're usually someone like bouncing a tennis ball and then moving their head and doing all these things.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. And what well, I just got this cool vector ball. Have you seen it? No, it's. Will's I have a thing of will. Um, and actually I posted on Twitter last night about it. So it is a ball that doesn't bounce exactly where you think it's going to. So it's like a vision training ball yeah. and then it's, it'll bounce red, green, or blue with a light as it bounces the light. And then you give them like um, Joe Clark came on Twitter and said like, hey, I do like red is right, um, blue is both, green is left just to make it. And I was like, I actually like change it up. I don't keep it at that because I want more interference and cognitive load. Yeah. Oh, you pulled it right up. Look at that. Yeah, so he is literally running. About.
0: Okay, so walk. Away. So what does he do? Oh, so the ball changes color when you bounce it. I didn't see that the first time. Did yes,
1: and so he has to catch it with green, right, left, blue, both red. Do you see that? Yeah, I see it. But he's also got to do the motor task. Look at this kid and how fast he makes that quick decision. Watch this last one. He's like, oh, right, no, I need to catch it with the left, and he's accurate. Yeah. This is a guy I want as my wide receiver, right?
0: Right making decisions. So,
1: and yeah. So it's the up of this before they return to play. I know. So that's my new new fun little tool. But like my biggest thing is principles of neuroplasticity. Like no kid is going to look at a target and do a VOR times one. Right. Like they're like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this versus how do I make it salient and functional and task specific to what they have to be able to do? So that same kiddo. Um, like was having VOR issues, but like he's getting ready to go back to basketball. So like tennis ball against like lateral shuffles while doing a VOR and trying to catch the ball. First couple of times it was terrible. Okay, what's your homework? As long as mama says it's okay to bounce the tennis ball on the wall, go ahead. Right, right, right. And she was like, that's fine. Um, and then literally, right? Like next time he came in, cause he practiced it and he saw it important and he thought it would improve his skills. Guess who could do it easily? Like it's it's a combination of like, What's going to motivate your your client? How are you going to make them better than before because of the risk of subsequent lower extremity right? injury? And how do we use principles of neuroplasticity to get at what they actually need to return to do? And I think a lot of the times we under treat
0: and option. we don't
1: have enough transference from our four little perfect walls of the therapy clinic back onto the field. Right. And if you are not collaborating with strength and conditioning coaches, athletic trainers and coaches for what that looks like, then out. you're you're missing the boat you're
0: missing yeah. out. um so all right let's talk about like um exercise and concussion management like we're looking at like this this is like task training but how has it changed in the last couple of years because like you're there you're like okay this is what we know now and what we knew a year maybe not even a year ago or a year mm-hmm. ago sort of changes like where are we right now as we record on like december 5th 2023 like how are we looking at exercising concussion management
1: Yeah, no exercise is the strongest literature out there from a rehab, like specific, right? Systematic review, meta analysis, active exercise, use objective tracking, Buffalo concussion treadmill or Buffalo concussion bike, right? See, can they pass the test for exertional? Do they have any autonomic nervous system issues or are they just deconditioned if they haven't been doing stuff for a long time, right? And so get your dosing, like if they can't pass it, get your dosing. Um, it used to be 70 to 80%, right. Of the, the heart rate threshold of like where they had the symptoms. Letty's work is now showing your elite, your professional, like your higher level athletes can start at 90% of that. So you're 90% of that heart rate threshold for them to start dosing five minute warm up, 20 minute in the zone, five to 10 minute cool down, and then progress from there and then retest and progress. So every patient I see, like they don't get to me, right? The earliest I get them is maybe seven days post-injury. I don't get to see them in the training, you know what I mean? Athletic training room or anything like that. And so like they're all starting with aerobic activity. I Buffalo concussion treadmill test on initial eval, even if it's at seven days, like you can do, like there's been a prognostic and feasibility study that said it doesn't cause any long-term or like adverse results. If anything, when they have decreased like ability to regulate their heart rate early. That's a prognostic of protracted recovery. So what's the exer- or what's the like rehab for that? Exercise. So if you can start the exercise early, you're gonna get them back or get them so that they're not having symptoms, you know what I mean, long-term. So active recovery is key. You're always up in the game. Their first sign of a symptom does not mean they sit down. Um, the British Journal of Sports Medicine with the new six consensus statement release has John Letty. He does like a 20 minute on active recovery and exercise and how he talks to kids. And it's literally like, we want you back in school, 72 hours after injury, back in school with, you know, adaptions if need be. And like, if you have an increase in symptoms, Hey, it's got to go at least two to three before we think about like something, you know what I mean? It's not, Oh my gosh, at your first sign of a symptom, sit down. What is that telling your client that all symptoms are bad and now they're going to have fear avoidance. right Mm -hmm. so it's a beautiful podcast it's 20 minutes he just tells it like it is i love it um and so that's what i give people now like listen to this it's actually all okay like we've got new research that shows this is the best evidence is an active recovery the other fun thing is like out of his lab during covid we did some journal clubs with him a concussion group nationally and what he was finding was like just you know kind of an association of the people that were all starting earlier had less vestibular ocular deficits um because they're up and do- doing what if you're walking on the treadmill if you're walking turn your head you're already adapting so you're not decompensating because you're removing so yeah active is key everyone needs a little everyone needs exercise everyone needs bdnf right like brain derived neurotrophic factor um they need you know happy things and endorphins and so we're no, built, we're it really on is. That. what's that we're built on that uh-huh. A hundred percent. So anyway, so that's, you know, exercise is key. Then a comprehensive evaluation, target what's going on from a trajectory model and then make it functional and task specific.
0: All right. So things change fast in terms of measurement. This is good because it means we know more and we're learning more and then we're applying what we learn to knowing more. Um, but it's hard because you also have to keep up with this stuff. So where are we with like the new tools, like Scat Six, right? And then there's the Scote Six.
1: There's a Scote Six and there's a Scat Six. Um, yes. So the Scat Six Fast and is, a a, is on
0: fifteen, by the way. We're just—I don't want to say we have to keep up, but Fast and Furious is on fi- like fifteen or something. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: know. Hopefully, we're almost there. The Scat Six added in um, just more like longer digits for spans for different things, right? Like, so instead of five, they've got 10, they added in some complex skate tasks. Um, and there's also a, like, you know, vision screen, vestibular ocular screen, like for some of those, right? So the SCAT six is supposed to be used within the first zero to 72 hours at the 72 hour mark. Then it moves to the scope six, the SCAT six, there's a little bit of like ruffling because of injury timeouts in certain sports. So like, For sideline assessment, right? Like think about wrestling. Right. There's not right. You've got to make a quick decision. So, like in order to get that done, versus you know, can I take them to the locker room and do an assessment? Those types of things. So there's some, you know, they've got to develop within their own rules of like what constitutes, and then like further assessment. So do I do it on the sideline and do that and make a decision if I don't have enough time? What are what's how what is going to be my ultimate stop to get somebody out? But then the scope six, which is the sport concussion often office assessment tool was it's like the scat six on steroids because they added in this full comprehensive, I actually love it. It's not what my eval is because mine's more PT specific. Um, but it takes, could take up to 30 minutes. Like what sports medicine doc has 30 minutes like per patient. right? Right. So, you know, there's a lot of things of how do we actually implement this? These are all great. They're validated. They're wonderful because the VOMS, the modified VOMS is added to that. The dual test, tandem gate, exertional testing, orthostatic screening, and then there's sleep, anxiety, depression, like screens, like all the stuff that could be potential for protracted recovery and screening it at 72 hours. So it's awesome. It's best practice. How do you implement that into your local context? So if you're talking about like the knowledge translation action cycle, how do you how do you adapt that to fit the needs? And can you use like here's your sports medicine office, here's PT down the way? Do I do some and then do the exertion test, send them to you know what I mean? Or do I do, use athletic trainers as physician extenders to be able to? There's all sorts of logistics, but there are two new tools out that were well. Um, released
0: so you bring sort of like a, a a social component into this which is like um when someone hears concussion testing they just hear like bad news becky like you're are you going to sit them down like you're going to sit them down aren't you well if we don't test it then we don't have to sit them down but you're like that's not necessarily the case so how do you win hearts and minds with the people that need to be won over like if someone's listening and they're like i agree with everything be- is becky's saying I, I agree like how do you not agree this is what we know but how do you win that social component if if someone is a physical therapist at a high school and they're and like how do you how do you convince a coach of these things or what do you, like what would you say?
1: Yeah. It's just it's the culture. Yeah. What we do know if is somebody is concussed and they continue to play, they are going to have a protracted recovery and it's going to take them longer. That usually gets it within the coach and the athlete, right? Yep. Yeah, and so We
0: see like got- we see this on like SEC football, where people are like that guy, NFL football, like that guy played. Look at that guy, and they're like, next week, like that guy again. Um, like, you know, here we are, in 2020. Yeah,
1: well, and I, mean, I think a perfect example is using the tools to then make sure somebody's okay. Look at Jalen Hurts, right, right. On Sunday, he went into the concussion, like you know, like suspicion. So he went into the tent, went into the locker room, came back, and he was clear. So it works both ways. Right to make sure that these individuals are okay, right.
0: but they're scared um, when well, we go on this protocol; it might not come out. It's like well, uh,
1: yeah, it's I forever. think we're changing. I, hope I hope definitely not. think we're. I think that the you know what I mean. The translation of like the def like the protracted recovery if you continue to play subsequent stuff like all the rest of it. I think it's starting to change. You know, not everywhere because there was some drama. You know, collegiate football stuff drama. Um, but I think the more that's out there, the more knowledge, um, the more that will change some of this.
0: Well, that's the way it works, right? I mean, if you want to institute a pitch clock in major league baseball, you institute it in minor league baseball and then those players grow with it to whatever. So it's like the people who are watching, uh, what was the movie? What was the Will Smith movie concussion?
1: Concussion.
0: Um, we did a movie review episode of that.
1: We did do a movie review on that. It was
0: like, what well, was real? What well, was bull? And you were like, this was real. It's mostly real, right? It was mostly pretty legit.
1: Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, just a little sensationalized, but that's yeah, okay. Right,
0: right? So the idea there is um, whenever you come up with, we know this now, are you going to convince everybody to change overnight? Like, I got bad news for you. It ain't going to happen. But what you're doing is you're putting the seed in this now. Now a different movie comes in, Inception. It's like, can I plant this idea, but it's your idea? And now I'm giving you this information over time. And eventually you're, you're going to make that decision. It's your decision. You're not doing what I told you to do. You're doing what you understand to be right. So that's just yeah. the way it is. But it is disheartening. And of course, PT Twitter loves to be like, why is this guy playing? He like, I forget who it was, but it was the player like needed to be like picked up by his offensive lineman. It's like, you need to go off the field. Like, Why is that guy ever back in the that game? But money and stuff and fa- well, at the least of it all fantasy sports like you don't 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 disrupt my fantasy team right that's what people think yeah
1: yeah I know it is it's going to be interesting to see where things go but I think we just keep getting better there's still so much we don't know but I think they it like I think we're finally to a point where if we can translate active rehab is key that people are going to be you know what I mean like I think there's if hopefully- you had to
0: boil it down like a physical therapist is like I got 90 seconds to listen to Becky <laughs> Like, what are the three things that you're like, if you just knew these, we'd be 90% better. We're not all the way there, but we'd be great. What is it?
1: Right. Um. I think, so this is my own, like, my hype thing with what's coming down the pipeline is preseason, like, you know, objective measures. Got it. Of what can be used out there, like, so that you have something to compare. We've Basically. done it locally at our high school. It's great. They're using the Sway app now. Um, they've got tangible, objective, like reaction time, impulse control, go, no go, cognitive screen, balance, right? Like we have more tangible um, objective data rather than just waiting for the athlete to say subjectively, they're fine. Right. Right. Um, Active recovery, starting, stop cocooning, right. Active recovery, get them back in school and then the like messaging behind that it is a recoverable injury. Like, I think those are my my top three things. Um, you know, it was fun this year. That JV, Will played um, freshman team, JV, and then he did – he dressed varsity, never played, but just for the experience. And we were away at a freshman game, and the athletic trainer doesn't travel for the younger kids' games. And what I love about the culture of their environment for who he plays for – the coach is very supportive of like, if you think something's going on, you need to let somebody know. And so one of the O-linemen got hit, got up, and then the next play ran the wrong route based on what was called. And somebody was like, Hey buddy, you okay? And he was like, yeah, I'm kind of foggy. And like my vision's all off. Mm -hmm. So guess what his teammates did like, Hey, and they told somebody. And then like, it was really funny because Will is like, I think Will was one of the conversations like, Hey, do you want me to get my mom? And I'm like, then he's like, well, what do you mean? He goes, so then Will had gotten some turf burn. And i like, he starts calling me from the stands. I'm like, you better not be showing me your turf burn. You suck it up, right, buddy? You need to, get, like, I don't care about your turf burn. And it was like, I totally thought he was just complaining about turf burn. And he's like, mom, I need you. And I was like, what's going on? He goes, we think, I, you know, so-and-so has got a concussion. Will you take a look at him? And so I had, you know, I know this gets sick, so I know the acute assessment. Poor kid, like just standing on the sideline, and his mom's a PT, but not a neuro PT. So, like, standing on the sideline doing some stuff, he can't say months backwards, Oof. he can't follow like directional control for his poor little eyeballs for a screen, and like tandem gate is terrible. I'm like, buddy, you're done. I'm sorry. He goes, No, it's okay. Like, I don't want to like cause any more problems. Well, that's, so, that's the culture, yeah, that's culture matters the most. But I like, I truly commend these kids for standing up for their teammates, too, to say, like, Buddy, what route were you running?
0: (laughs) I was going (laughs) to say twenty years ago that wouldn't have been the case, but I don't know if if five years ago that would have been the case. We've been sucking. So
1: then, yeah. What was super fun is I text the head AT. I'm like, hey, I kind of you know just did an acute assessment. This is what's going on. I think he's fine. Like blah blah blah, and this this and this. He's like, thanks so much for managing that. Like you know, and I've helped him upgrade his concussion protocol. Um as well. So he's doing all of the things. Like it's just a great, great community. And I could not be more proud of like all the changes we've got going on here, even just locally in Columbia.
0: You've got something that um sort of falls in line with that in terms of multidisciplinary approach. You've got a the Mizzou multidisciplinary concussion conference presented by you. It's presented by you, so no pressure. Uh what is that? <laughs> Tell people about.
1: It. This is our third annual. So we do um, so basically like I did a couple, we did a whole knowledge translation project that we're actually like in the process of writing up as a manuscript, but like for sustainability as part of the knowledge translation action cycle, you've got to still make sure people are doing like evidence-based practice. So once a year we offer a conference of like all the new things. Um, And so this year we're really going to focus on the consensus statement, what's going on, what's new, how do we change things, what's added to the objective exam. Um, and then how do we treat this and who's the multidisciplinary team? So we've got both in-person and um, virtual options. I know, so um, if people wanna do it from all over the country, they totally can join virtually. Um, we do it kind of fun where like you're part of the the audience and the way that we do it with iPads and like different things, but then also get to join in a different way. Um, and then we also have a moderator the entire time for any questions from the local like virtual attendees. Great. So. I know. So we've, we've always had some virtual people that work out really, really well. Um, and so yes, we've got that coming up February 10th, I think. It's the weekend before CSM. So I think it's seven to five
0: and we'll put the link in the show notes and everybody. has.
1: Yeah. And they can just register online students. Any students that want to attend is actually super cheap. Exactly. Um, looks great on your resume as you're going into stuff or like, res, you know, sports residencies, neuro residencies, ortho residencies. Pizza. I mean, it, it crosses everything. So
0: I love it. All right, are you ready to do um, three questions? Uh, sure. Three questions.
1: On the hot seat with three questions on the PT Pinecast. All
0: right, three questions brought to you by our friends at ATI it leads the charge in PT Clinical Research with Mall. All nine hundred clinics achieving top marks in CMS's merit based incentive program. You have a team to join for career growth. Explore opportunities at ATIPT.com. First question if you could choose one if you could choose one song to play every time you entered a room for the rest of your life, it has to be the same song forever. What would it be? What's your intro song to, it has to play every time so it's got to be a good one because you're going to hear it every time you walk I into it no
1: i'm so not a music person jimmy i should have known this question before um i don't know is there is there a song related to like be the change be the How change I that, yeah uh just pick oh like Zootopia. what's the song you too of- no, from Zootopia, oh, Shakira's oh. the movie Zootopia.
0: Don't lie, yeah, Zootopia. I don't know it, but I'm gonna go with that. Second. Question.
1: Okay, it's all about like um, not giving up. Like anyway, so that's totally it.
0: I'll look it up afterwards. Second question: <laughs> Looking back at your first year practicing, what piece of advice would you give to that to that Becky?
1: Do not be afraid to ask for help in mentorship. Like I remember, I worked ortho inpatient rehab. I was like, did I just use the granometer right? Like <laughs> That
0: um, you were trying to, yeah, like
1: and like you sit there and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't say anything. I've got to look like I got my crap together. Oh no, like any downtime, don't see it as oh sweet, I don't have to do any. Like go observe, go find a mentor, go like People. identify somebody who is your. You know, I'm in residency education though, so I'm all about mentorship and coaching. But like literally, don't be afraid to ask questions for the betterment of why you got into the profession.
0: Third question: If you were to write a book outside of pt what genre or topic would you write a book about what is your interest outside of pt
1: it would totally be in coaching um so like i've actually thought about this um and actually i know like um of like just coaching like something related to coaching and helping people like get over their hurdles like i've done a lot of things i'm actually doing like a pre-training on like just overall like life coaching um, as it relates to not only students, but I mean, heck, I use it on my kids and it's gone wonderfully. Mama doesn't scream anymore. She just asks questions and they self-assess. The name and- of the
0: book, Mama Doesn't Scream. At-
1: Mama do- oh, my gosh. Let's so. That would be oh. great. Mama doesn't go crazy. Mama's not batshit Mama crazy Mama doesn't anymore. cry in the shower anymore. I know.
0: <laughs> apparently moms do is what it is um i don't i see this as flying off the shelves uh, as the next bestseller that's three questions you're off the hot seat
1: Sweet.
0: but we are doing something called 60 second pt so these are rapid fire questions are you ready but these are concussion and pt related are you ready for 60 second pt
1: yes and then i have to go yeah
0: and i'm blown right through <laughs> becky bliss your p your 60 second pt starts right now favorite tool for concussion assessment what's your favorite tool
1: dual test tandem gate test
0: one myth about concussion you wish just went away
1: that it is as bad as smoking, early. and that PSA. There's a whole little thing that's out there with little kids in helmets smoking cigarettes, saying, you know playing football is as bad as smoking a cigarette?"
0: Early exercise, yes or no?
1: Yes. Best early, ab- early.
0: Best advice for new PTS going into concussion care?
1: Um, really take a look, like be familiar with the current guidelines. So the APTA Concussion CPG. And the concussion like the new six consensus statement. Like make sure you know what you're talking about and you know the current protocols, otherwise you're behind.
0: One word to describe concussion rehab. Super fun. Photographic memory, boon or bane. Does it help you or hurt you?
1: Oh, it totally helps me all the time. Totally. I even knew yesterday in the clinic when my kid came, the um he did he repeated the sensory organization test and he literally had on these like shoes that were so cushiony and it showed like somatocentury wasn't great and i was like dude you wore your slides the first day we need to redo this in your socks he goes How did you remember that? Ah, So, yeah, Yeah, it's great. It's kind of fun. It's like scary.
0: All right. You're off the hot seat for uh, your 60-second PT. Last thing, as you know, we do is the parting shot. This
1: is the parting shot.
0: Parting shot brought to you by the Academy of Orthopedic PT. Find them online at orthopt.org. Current concepts to help you take that OCS exam. What would you leave with the audience? What's your parting shot? Becky Bliss.
1: My parting shot is... Be the change and elevate practice. Don't do the status quo. Don't do what's easy. Your biggest limitation is your own creativity when designing your like neuroplasticity based yeah. intervention. There
0: it is. Becky Bliss, uh, appreciate the time again. And uh, are you going to CSM? Are we going to run to each other at CSM? Well, yeah, I'm going to CSM. Let's take a picture outside in front of the big uh, poster. We'll, oh, that'd be perfect. We'll one of those, like yeah. remember, this is how it started and this is how it's going. All right. Uh, They say the best conversations happen at happy hour. Thanks for coming to ours.